Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Coming up here in just a few moments, Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney releases preliminary 2020 budget for the city today. And what do you think might, might be happening to your property taxes next year? <laughs> I'm going to do a smile right now because I'm going to tell you what, what potentially could happen. So stick around for that. We're going to share with you what the mayor proposed earlier today. We want to start tonight, though, with this. More of the, I'm, I'm now dubbing this thing, the Trump versus Omar war. Kind of rhyme, so I'm going with it. Anyways, we talked about this last Monday, and I shared with you, hey, the reason President Trump is going to continue, continue to make Representative Elon Omar the face of the Democrat Party, especially in Minnesota, when it comes to Minnesota, is because President Trump really believes, and he's had a very good chance of doing this, but really believes he can win Minnesota in the 2020 campaign. Remember, in 2016, he only lost Minnesota by like, I think it was one, one and a half points. So it was razor thin. He knows, hey, if I can get enough people to get out and vote, uh, especially in District 8 up there in the Iron Range, he thinks he can win this thing. It would be the first time since Nixon that a Republican won the state of Minnesota. So President Trump is doing this because he realizes, look, Pennsylvania and Michigan could be a little bit more shaky in 2020, thus making the state of Minnesota. It's going to be fun for us here. It's going to be making the state of Minnesota that much more important in 2020. So what he's doing here is keeping Minnesota in the front of people's minds. Remember, he mentioned Minnesota, the Star Spangled Banner from the Rose Garden uh, recently. And of course, he's going to use Representative Elon Omar as foil to continue to fire up his base. So earlier today, he was speaking at a young conservative event called Turning Point USA and said this. That party having to embrace them and your other friend from an incredible state, right? A state that I'm going to win. Minnesota, you know that one, right? And you know why I'm going to win the state? Because of her. I almost won it last time we came with just about a point. That's a very, because Minnesota is a very hard one for a Republican to win. We almost won it one more night. I wanted to go there one more time. I said, I'm telling you, we're going to win Minnesota. Remember, he showed up at the Minneapolis airport, like the, I think it was the day before the election or so. He wanted to come back and hit up in the Iron Range. He just didn't have time. So then also today, he did tweet this out as well. He said, hey, in 2016, I almost won Minnesota in 2020 because of America-hating anti-Semite Representative Omar and the fact that Minnesota is having its best economic year ever. I will win the state. We are going to be a nightmare to the president, quote-unquote, Omar said. No, he now dubs him AOC plus three. AOC plus three are a nightmare for America. So then Minnesota Governor Tim Walz punched back uh, towards President Trump by tweeting this out. Representative Omar retweeted this and said, hey, Let's set this straight. In 2018, Minnesotans voted for a vision of one Minnesota, the idea that we are stronger when we are united. Minnesotans came out in record numbers to reject your messages of fear and division. And in 2020, they will do it again. Like I said, going to be fascinating. Is Minnesota going to jump on the Trump train in 2020 or not? We will continue to watch this Trump versus Omar war. Now, speaking of Minnesota governors, all right, I want to I want to share this with you because we all know that this Trump v. Omar war really initially started when President Trump tweeted out uh, something to the effect of, "Hey, to the progressive Democratic Congresswomen, why don't they go back and help fix their totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Then come back to the United States." No one tells you this part. 
He then put, then come back to the United States and show us how it's done. So the media went nuts. They went bonkers because President Trump said, hey, go back to where you came from, then come back and show us how it's done. So I want to ask you this. We've seen the media firestorm because of what President Trump tweeted. How many of you remember the media firestorm when Governor Dayton told the citizens of Minnesota, said, hey, if you don't like it here, if you don't like what's happening in St. Cloud, the fact that we've got a bunch of refugees coming in the state of Minnesota, then leave. Go find another state. It was shocking when it happened, but just a couple years ago, Governor Dayton was in St. Cloud. And remember, President Trump said, go back, come back and tell us how it's done. Governor Dayton told the citizens of Minnesota this. This is Minnesota and you have every right to be here. And anybody who can't accept your right to be here and that this is Minnesota should find another state. It really should go somewhere else. And everybody who's here has a right to be here as much as anybody else. And if you can't accept that, then find another state. Wow, and, and you got applause folks. He told the citizens of Minnesota, hey, get the heck out of here if you don't like it. And people were applauding him for telling them to leave their state. Would love to know your point of view on the Trump v. Omar war. I'm only saying that because it rhymes. All right, one more thing I want to get your point of view on quickly is that President Trump also earlier today tweeted this out about our farmers. He says, hey, farmers are starting to do uh, great again. After 15 years of a downward spiral, the $16 billion China quote-unquote replacement money didn't exactly hurt. Keep in mind, I think it was 2011, 2012. I mean, corn and bean prices were way, way up. Guys were cash flowing like crazy. So would love to know your thoughts as our great egg producers. Uh, what's your point of view on President Trump's tweet there? All right, let's move on to this. Earlier today, Fargo Mayor Tim Mahoney releases preliminary 2020 budget. I had a chance to visit with Mayor Mahoney, also Fargo City Commissioner Tony Garrick after uh, the mayor's presentation today. Um, I want to do this because I think Mayor Mahoney and Commissioner Garrett are going to give you kind of some really good contrast. We're going to do something unique here in a moment. But the question I want for you is, is do you think Mayor Mahoney suggested cutting your property taxes or raising your property taxes in this preliminary budget? And I bring this up because keep in mind, remember, the state recently took over county social services. They did that because they said, hey, we're going to take over county social services. We're going to wipe that expense away because that will ultimately lower your property taxes. That was one thing. Plus, this one, and when I talk about this with Mayor Mahoney and Commissioner Garrick, how many times, for those of you at home, how many times have you been told how great the TIFs are? Remember those tax increment financing things, the TIFs, the Renaissance Zone, because, hey, we're going to give all these companies these tax breaks like FedEx, even though they didn't really want them. We're going to give all these companies these tax breaks, but boy, when these guys get on the books, when they start paying property taxes, everybody's going to get a tax break, right? Remember those lines? We've all been told those lines, but is that bearing out to be true or not? So what I'm going to do tonight is I basically ask uh, Mayor Mahoney and Commissioner Gehrig the same question, then I play them back to back just to give you a couple different points of view on this proposed budget. Also, later in just a few moments, I did ask them both about uh, Fargo Police Chief David Todd releasing the video earlier, their take on the fake news form alleging that our Fargo police are racist. So you're going to get that as well. But first, I sat down with Mayor Mahoney, Commissioner Garrig, and said, okay, by the way, here's what Mayor Mahoney's going to do if we can bring this graphic up real quick. Here's what he's proposed. He's proposing, actually it's a different one, but he's proposing to uh, raise your property taxes by two mills. Here you go, by two mills for next year. So roughly 
$21 per year. To many people, it doesn't sound like he's going to break the bank, but at the same point in time, he's raising it to Mills. Would love to know your point of view on the fact that Mayor Mahoney is proposing to raise, raise your property taxes. All right, so I sat down with Mayor Mahoney and Commissioner Garrig, and the first thing I asked both of them is, is essentially, okay, you propose this budget, not everyone's here. For the people watching tonight, what's the most important thing they should know about this budget? Mayor, first, I thank you so much for giving us a few minutes of the time. Budget, I know it's a prelim budget for the people at home. What's the most important thing you think they should know about today's prelim budget? Well, we continue to fund a great city and we're growing and we're going to have to take some responsibility for some of that growth. So they're going to wonder what's going to, how it's going to affect me. So major changes, I need to go two mills. Two mills is 20 bucks a year, basically. And what I need that for is to keep competitive with services to the community. So we want to give good service to our people. We have to hire people to do that. We have to hire policemen. We have to hire firemen. Different people we hire to serve those slots. And that helps serve the community. I actually have to hire two more guys for streets because snow. We got complaints about snow last year, so I got to have some more people help me there. And uh, then we look at uh, recycling is a, a problem right now. You can't get rid of it. You're going to fix that, I hope, sometime. But uh, what happens is it goes from three to four bucks. But that's, we just can't get rid of it anymore. It's a pretty big increase. Uh, a 5% increase is a, is a very large increase. And it's not just a 5% increase. I'll explain to people in the coming days and weeks here how we moved money out of the general fund last year and created a brand new fund. Uh, so we made the general fund look like it went down last year when, in fact, it went up by $4 million. This year it's going up by another $5 million, and we're saying it's only a 5% increase. Well, it's more like a 7% increase. Uh, so that, that for one year uh, of an increase is, is massive. Over the last 10 years, the budget has gone up by 25%. Uh, which is, again is very is very large. The city of Fargo is growing, uh, but there are certainly ways that we can be more responsible. I think. So let me ask you this, because the city is clearly growing, right? How would you pay for the growth? Uh, through uh, attrition, basically, as as your homes become more valuable, uh, as there's more business in Fargo, there should be plenty, of, and as incentives come off the books, that's how we pay for the growth with the growth itself. So if you if your mill stayed the exact same, but your value of your home goes up by 10 percent guess what, you're paying 10% more in taxes. We don't need to raise the mills, we should be happy with the money we're getting back from that. We're growing faster as a city than we, than, than we need to increase taxes. There's plenty of growth within the city, especially through business and through sales taxes. And by the way, the state is gonna ship in more money through the Prairie Dog Bill uh, coming up here. So there's plenty of growth within our city that we shouldn't have to uh, raise taxes. In fact, that's what we told people when we started incentivizing growth. We said once they once we uh, come off the rolls and we stop incentivizing, then you'll see all this money ready there to lower your taxes. We've seen the opposite. No one's taxes are going down. My taxes are going up. Your taxes are going up. Uh, there's no relief in sight in this budget. To this on uh, Facebook earlier today, a lot of you were commenting, no, 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 don't raise my property taxes. So I asked Commissioner Garrick, all right, so for people that are not happy about their property taxes, again, this is a prelim budget. So you can make your voice be heard. So I said, hey, if people want to stop this from happening, mitigate property taxes from going up, what's the best thing they can do to stop this from happening? First, it's not just two mills. We're going we're to special assess more this year. That's the plan. We're going to raise your utility fees. That's the plan. Uh, there's going to be a lot of different ways that we're raising taxes. It's not just the mills. But if you're unhappy about any of those things, call us, email us, come and talk to us. Person to person is the best. Our office is always open. If you make an appointment, we will, we will show up. But a letter or a Facebook comment or, or calling the radio show is probably not going to be the best avenue. Come talk to us and let us know what you think. And, and by the way, have your neighbors do the same thing. If we get 10 emails about, this, about one subject in a day, that does impact us. I mean, believe it or not, we do read those things. So if you call us, if you contact us uh, and come and see us, that's going to be the most impact for everybody. Come to the meetings too, please. The meetings are very important.
tax-exempt review committee is going on right now, and there's no one in there but people receiving the incentives. So if you want to see your property taxes stay the same, not go up, contact our city commissioners, contact Mayor Mahoney, and let him know your point of view there. Now, we've all heard now for years and years and years, hey, Renaissance Zone's awesome. TIFs are great because when we do this, we give these property tax break to business owners. When then their property taxes come on the books, it's great for everybody. Well, then why are property taxes going up for you and me? So I asked both Mayor Mahoney and Fargo Commissioner Tony Garrick about, hey, what's going on here? What, what am I missing? What are we missing as a community when you tell us one thing about, hey, this is going to make an impact on our property taxes? And, and maybe it is, but it doesn't seem like it when you tell me you've got to raise my property taxes by two mills. Here's what Mayor Mahoney and Commissioner Garrick had to say. So here's what people at home are going to be saying. They're going to say, wait a second, you're going to raise me two mills? You've been telling me now for years this renaissance zone and these tiffs are all going to bring in all this extra revenue and lower my taxes. Why is that not happening? Well, that part is actually happening because if you look at the city of Fargo, reason West Fargo and other places like it, in the city of Fargo, 52% of our taxes are paid by commercial. 48 is by residential. When I became mayor, it was the other way around. So we're continuing to move it towards commercial, and we're continuing to move it to have the uh, commercial side take more of the burden. Property taxes for citizens has gone down seven and a quarter percent over the last five years. We continue to try to do that. I can't do that this year. I just got to ask for a little of that back, and we'll try to make, you know, what we're going to get back to make it work magic. And I understand that. So I think that's what people are going to say, though. I get the commercial piece. So, but why then, we've been told, hey, all these renaissance things, city of Fargo's booming, these tips and whatnot are gonna help lower your taxes, and now you're saying, hey, I've gotta raise them. So, what's missing for the person well, at home going? You know, two mills to us are worth a million dollars. If you look at the budget, it actually goes up by five million dollars. So, we have to find that other revenue elsewhere. So, that comes in increased valuation, so, or increased property. So, if you look at the valuation figure for the city of Fargo this year, it's 6.6%. Half of that is growth, so 3% is growth. So when you ask me that question is, what are you going to do? You need to have growth. Some valuation helps as well, but that helps to get the, the funding to where it needs to be for the community. 20% of the, the, the uh, general fund budget is property taxes. 80% comes up elsewhere, and that's what we have to find. Here's what's missing for me, and I asked the mayor about this, is that, yes, we are growing. I think we all can appreciate that. And we've also all been told that, hey, these renaissance zone breaks and these tips are awesome because when they do finally then get on the books, it's going to lower everybody's property taxes, and that doesn't seem to be happening. Why, why not? What am I missing? Well, let's first say it, it, is, it isn't working, right? Your bill is not going down. We're, we're asking for a two mil increase. While two mils is not going to break most people's banks, uh, it should be going down instead of up because of what you just said. They, they promised that it would go down with, with the exemptions coming off the books. They promised us, they being us, the, the city commission, said, hey, once these, uh, these buildings come back on the, on the tax rolls, taxes will go down because we'll have more dollars to spend uh, and it'll be less incumbent upon you to pay. What we found is that we keep exempting more and more and more every single year. So even when ones come off the books, it's not coming off fast enough to impact your bill. Your bill is still going up. So have we been sold a bill of goods about the Renaissance Zone and TIFFs? Yes. What are you going to do then to change that? Well, hopefully we'll keep the conversation going. People are pretty unhappy with, with the incentives we're giving out. Uh, the conversation in the last five years has not been positive for incentives. Uh, there's been a lot more scrutiny on incentives, not only in, in Fargo, but across the state. Uh, so we've, we've slowed growth on incentives in some areas, but Fargo seems to be hitting the accelerator pretty hard. Even recently with the Newman, uh, Newman Center incentive and others that, we've, that have been given, uh, there's a lot downtown, in fact, too. Uh, so they're, they're going faster and getting Very bigger. Good. 
I also asked them about the fact that Cass County wants to raise property taxes for the Career Academy in South Fargo. That is now up on our Facebook page and my Twitter feed if you want to find out their answers to that. But I also did say, hey, you know, guys, last week there was this big kerfuffle about the fake news forum suggesting that our Fargo Police Department is racially profiling people. What's your take on that? Also, how do they feel about uh, Chief Todd releasing the traffic stop dash cam video before the investigation is completed? Not at all. And I think you saw the videos that came out for that. And actually, you showed them on your show, which was very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, our police force is diverse. We try very hard to make sure that all the people that if, uh, they violate the law, they are treated equally and fair. What's your assessment, though, then, of Chief Todd? I don't know if you'd say breaking protocol, but maybe going outside of protocol, the investigation is not complete and then releases this video. Do you support that? When it's uh, an element, when you guys talked about it on the show, when it's an element where he fears there could be uh, unintended consequences that cause further harm, I think that's an important to do that. And actually, Chief Todd and I had a conversation uh, around the time when it went on the show with you as well, and we visited about that because my concern was is when, are, when is, does it open or not open that door to allow the video out? And all we talked about is I want a written protocol so I know what the protocol is. You will know it as well. And if Chief Todd says, no, I'm not going to release the videos, Chris, you say, okay, well, what reason? Well, here's my protocol, and here are the list of why I would release it. So um, The Fargo Forum accused our Fargo Police Department of racial profiling. Your reaction to that? If they did that, then I think that's nonsense. Uh, I think anyone who watches the video saw the officers make a, a request of, of an individual, a reasonable request uh, for, for not only their safety, but for everybody else that was around. Um, and it got out of hand very quickly. So I don't think any, I don't think they care what color of the individual or, or race or creed or, or, or whatever of that person. They, they saw an individual that needed to stop and they didn't. So they had to take action. Uh, Chief Todd ended up releasing the video before the investigation was done. I don't want to say broke protocol, but was abnormal. First time he's ever done that. Was it the right move by Chief Todd or not? I won't second guess him. I, what I'll say is that I hope that we release videos all the time. I think that it should all be public knowledge. I want everyone to have a video camera on their chest as a police officer, and people should have access to those things. We are public employees. Uh, when we're doing our public job, we should be under the scrutiny of the, of, of the public, and they should have access to all those videos. Even though it potentially could impact the investigation, are you okay with that? Or I don't know how it impacts the investigation. People have cell phones all the time, right? They've, if you go out in public right now, there's people taking pictures of, of downtown or taking videos. It's hard to go out in public and not see someone taking a video or a picture of something. We take videos too. So just because you have a video and I have a video doesn't mean it, it impacts the investigation. I've, I've never really liked that explanation, quite frankly. I've never been explained to how that actually impacts the investigation. I think what it is is it's the court of public opinion that could hurt any, anything. But again, there are so many videos out there. Uh, I think that we saw the value of releasing it this time, and I see the value of releasing it all the time. I want, I want what we do in public to be very public. I want everyone to see it. Uh, and I, I hope it becomes the norm, not, not the exception to the rule.